Hello and welcome to the big kickoff and Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Some things don't change. Paris Saint-Germain win Ligue 1. Juventus win Syria A. And Liverpool Do you know how bad that song don't is? win the league again. Do you know how bad that song is for United fans? Turn me up there. I can't hear you. Okay. Do you know how bad that song is? Go on. Pretty much every player in that, they can't stand and they want to get rid of them. But they're all in it. Sanchez, Fred, the whole lot of them. They're just... And the Tevez one from back in the day, that really wound me up. And we've all got a song. Was, What's yeah. the song that we're going to play? No, I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what really grinds my gears. Um, just a very quick one, just to clean it up. When are you going to see Avengers? Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, you haven't booked yet? No, I haven't booked yet. So Yourself? I, tomorrow morning. Don't say it on, over the over the, the phones in the yeah, next few no. days. Yeah, I'm probably no, going to leave it to Monday, Tuesday. Um, I'll be struggling to kind of get in. After, it's three hours, over three hours. From what I believe, it's unbelievable. And that's it's from... Quite, review- tell it quickly what happened to poor El Vicky. Uh, basically, <laughs> a person she knows came back into the house and told her... Straight out. Ending. Oh, straight didn't out. Miss, just boom. never just And then laughed. <laughs> That if, like if there was ever a case for murder, he's not with us now. That's it. She clicked her fingers and he's <laughs> yeah. gone. He turned <laughs> to dust. You can get away with that, no problem. <laughs> uh, what are we going to be talking about tonight? We are going to talk rugby. Um, <laughs> uh, Shamrock Rovers played bows during the week. Cricket, whatever you can think of. Some that's about it. There. What song are we going to play? Uh, we're going for a catfish in the bottle, man. And this is long shot. Go. Tell me you got all you want. Viva says you're wrong, and I suppose you've come down to help me move things along. And we lapped it up, and we're wise enough to know how it goes to get me, honey. And oh, welcome back to the big kickoff <laughs> and Lippy Sound 96.4 FM. If you want to text us, it's 0870627138. And it's the big kickoff 96.4 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. David, what do you want to talk about? Nothing in picture. There was this match the other night. <laughs> yeah, go with that. <laughs> I know where you're going. Go for it. Okay, listen, the Premier League is hotting up. Yeah, There's only yeah. three games left. Yep. Uh, it's it's probably it's swinging one of back the to City now proper, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, I don't know, is it? Because look at the games they have left; they're of equal difficulty. To be and honest, it's all about pressure now, really. Yeah. Isn't it? To be honest, looking at the fixture list, say five or six games ago, we were thinking, right, six games to go. You're thinking, geez, Liverpool have a little shot here because there's a double header there with Spurs and United. And you think just one of them, just one of them get a draw. But I said a couple of weeks before that. If Liverpool are going to drop points, it's going to be against who you don't expect. Mm. And it could be something similar for City. It, it could be against a team you don't expect. But as I said, it's hopeful. I don't. I expect them to do the job now. But more than likely, that's where you're probably going to get that dodgy result. Because most of their dodgy results this year, the, the Palace at home, definitely didn't expect that. Who knows? But I'm clutching here, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Now? Yeah, I, I, I think something turned last night. I think yeah. with Spurs... United in the one week Spurs back to back when you were looking again a couple of weeks back and you were thinking do you know what City playing Spurs Spurs 
Spurs, United, yeah. and someone in between. You were thinking that's a great opportunity now for them to be knackered too many games. You know, mm. even the anti-climax. But did Liverpool have that, those couple of games a few weeks before that? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. they had Spurs, Spurs and Chelsea. Spurs, was it? Spurs Chelsea, and Chelsea, yeah. but they scraped their way through them as City well. City are less you know. likely to drop points. Just they, let's face it. Um, we did think that though, and they had their little blip during the season. We're yeah. like, oh my god, where did this come from? Because yeah. you just don't expect them to drop points. But in but fairness to the two of them, they've they've been un- unbelievable for them. Hmm. And I like, think they're so good. They're literally so good. They're blowing everyone away. And not even blowing them away. They just seem to have more in the tank. If you watch Liverpool last week, last twenty minutes, they were very very calm. You just the inevitable was they've hit a swagger. Get a goal in this, they've, yeah. they've hit a, a an elite team swagger, which they I don't even think they had it in the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah. And after their blip, I didn't expect it to be. Not comfortable, but there were certain games where I was like, Jesus, Liverpool You can are, see the confidence. Liverpool are where mm. your United's where mm. are where they're just in that little zone mm. where they're under a bit of pressure, but then bang bang. For the first time uh, since 1977, Liverpool have won 27 games in the league season. And that was in a 42 game league. Mm. And after 77, we probably won the league five or six times. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the mad thing about this record. Listen, in a couple of years' time, we don't win it. You will look back and go, regardless of what a season they pull out, and still mightn't have the Premier League yeah. trophy sitting in the cabinet. It's, yeah. it's mental. But it just goes to show you just what a great season it is for both. I'm, I sound a bit conceding, but I'm not really still. I'm still holding out a bit of hope that surely out of the three games, there might be something. But I think that's the say? problem, that there is only three games left yeah. now, and <laughs> one of them is a complete write-off the last game of the season. Like, I expect City to do the business there mad easy, but Burnley, hopefully, and maybe even Leicester. Leicester on their day can give you a bit of trouble. Yeah. But They've got Brighton last day of the season. But Brighton, yeah. See Brighton, they'll, they'll be playing on their flip-flops. They, they, that, they may be safe. Actually, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. They may Relegation, be safe. Sorry, yeah, they may yeah. not be safe. Yeah, so I don't I, know which would you rather would you rather them be safe or not be safe well to put it like this I'd rather Brighton than Wolves Wolves are a very very dangerous side regardless yeah so and their yeah. top six record is better than the bottom six yeah. which is mad isn't it like, Wolves have firepower they've I, got real firepower I'm not being smart here and you know I think that's something to beat them over like people oh it's the style it's the counter attack and stuff fine but if you want to progress your team's potentially good enough you don't mm. need to go too crazy in the summer. You need to progress now. You need to find a way of beating the bottom boys. Because if anything, it's almost something to go, listen, lads, we, we, we've had a great... See, it's our fourth season, so you can't be too argumentative about it. But it's not a good... I don't think it's a good stat. And it's going to be interesting to see how they rectify that next year. Because mm. their top six record is is a couple of... I don't know exactly how many points, but it's better than their record against the bottom six. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean... <laughs> Their form since Christmas, after Christmas mm. has been extremely good mm. and they have had a lot of, as you said, big results. Yeah. But they seem to be more consistent now. Yeah. And yeah. maybe maybe they're getting into their flow. I mean, they came up. So oh, it's man. huge. Now, in know. fairness, they have a couple of ready-made players of top-level football, which is fairly decent. But like, it's going to be very, very interesting to see where they come because with their form now... You could almost say, are they? Is it going to be a big seven next year? Are they going to be a little bit closer and really? And they've got a lot of money. Yeah, like they they signed him and as in they are apparently. Yeah, the and George like Mendes is the super agent. Like that. He's that he's is huge money. He's huge in money he's in with them basically. Promote. He's practically running 
the recruitment side of it for them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the difference between most clubs that get promoted is they don't have the firepower that Wolves have. You know, yeah. they have two or three yeah. really outstanding goal scorers. Neves in the middle is absolute yeah. class act. If you look at anyone else who comes up, they've you know one goal, two guy. It's very, very difficult to get. But well, look who's going down this year. Uh, Huddersfield don't have a striker. No shock there. They're going down. Mm. Fulham, Mitrovic has been blowing hot and cold, but is on his own. There's literally no backup. I think he's got maybe ten goals. Yeah. yeah. They're going down. Brighton are back in the mix. No striker. Um, Cardiff. Glenn Murray scored a few, hasn't he? He's not scored about eleven or twelve. He's not, he'd be their best anyway. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? I thought he scored around. Yeah, there. but but again, it's the backup around him. You know, yeah. when you think about yeah. it, and Cardiff. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you who who plays remotely attacking football, uh, like the attacking side of Cardiff. Well, I knew one of their strikers, but who Camarasa? Because you have him in the team or something? No. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. It's a bit. It's a bit what you have up top, and uh, it'd be interesting. But listen, it all goes back to last night. It was gold. It was TV gold last night in Sky Sports. I think that's the biggest winner of the game last night. Because, that's the biggest, yeah. You know, I think it was obvious Sky played a clever ploy by bringing him in because if they get beaten, this is going to be fun. And there's plenty of sound bites, which I presume you have a couple. Well, we'll go on the first one with Paul Pogba, will we? Because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the easiest target, wasn't it? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, Roy Kane didn't hold back when he was asked of his opinion on Paul Pogba. Do you think listening to that, Roy? Um... I wouldn't believe a word he says. <laughs> Why? There's no, no meaning, no meaning behind it. I, I don't even think, I don't even think he believed what he was saying there. He's not about being a teammate. What well, if you're going to be a good teammate? Then you, you got to run back. You got to run back when you're defending. He said it got a bit heated after the game. I think against Everton, I heard they were actually throwing their hair gel at each other. It got that. <laughs> 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 hair straighteners, more like. Yeah. Uh, Keane always says things that he means and truthfully believes. Yeah. And throws in his little bit of sense of humour at the end and that yeah, one. Yeah. But he does truly believe everything that he says. And he believes that is the 100% truth. And, uh, you know, his obviously other opinions don't really matter at times. So that can be maybe his downfall. But you can't really, you can't really sort of go against his opinion he didn't really put a foot wrong now I know it's easy for us because we're Liverpool fans so it was great watching the video <laughs> you know your passion but I think from looking at Twitter and even talking to a couple of my mates and people texting on the WhatsApp groups a lot of them didn't find a flaw of pretty much anything he said last night it was fairly bang on it's just his language is brilliant because it's a bit more to the point than the window dressing that the lads who are well well in in Sky. He's cultural. Yeah. He's literally, I want to say this and I'm going to say, you look yeah. at Rio, you look at... Paul Scholes actually has a little bit of scale about him when he wants yeah, it, but yeah. Keane is very, very much cuts to the bone. And I think that's why you can't argue with him as well. Like He's mm. just... He's gold when he when he gets in the flow. <laughs> but they got into a conversation. Even soon as sat back most of the last. <laughs> they got into a conversation about this is brilliant. working back. Uh, it's brilliant. It's two yards. If that's a player giving it their all, then Man United are in bigger trouble than I even think, and I think they're in huge trouble. I think they just uh, by this time, I think that they've just been running to the ground. Oh, Gary, Gary, honestly, it's, it's two yards, man. It's, I guarantee if you'd done the same, but do you think we'd be telling you off? If you didn't close somebody, <laughs> well, of course we would. You'd tell me off anyway. <laughs> I just think, you know, like I've seen these, I've seen this City team over, I've seen Pep Guardiola's teams over 10 years where defenders out, make those runs, and they're running, and then they haven't got the legs to get back out. Gary, he's back and, there. He's already back know, there. He's, his legs have gone. I, I think his legs have gone. gone. I think his legs have gone. It's two yards. Just at least close up. If the guy gets a shot away, no problem. Get out to him. Like, your life depends on it. 
<laughs> like it's it, in fairness I've seen it on a number of occasions they show clips against Everton as well Yeah, and he was literally two yards away and he's walking looking at the player in the like, ball he's not actually even trying the one thing that's frustrating about pundits when they put out an opinion and then it's obvious by looking at the replay it's not quite what it is Pretty much 99% of them will never take their opinion back. They'll try and come up with an excuse. I think Neville's Neville, fault. it was embarrassing last night. It was obvious it was just laziness. He oh. can pretend all he wants, this jelly leg nonsense. I had a half of B in sports, which is your Andy Gray's and the oh. yeah. commentating. And then at a second half of the, the normal Sky mm. Sports, which is Neville. And the contrast between them was absolutely unbelievable. Because when it went, I, I watched the second half of my dad's and all of a sudden I heard... And Paul Pogba just showed world class there by slowing the game down and playing the ball in they another direction. They did it direct. this morning on Sky Something Sports. And I went, oh my God, did Neville say that? So he he was kind of trying to put a brave... He was very positive. ...positive face on it. And then all of a sudden he went in upstairs and went, what am I after walking into? Because obviously Keane was there and he wasn't <laughs> going to pull <laughs> any punches on him. Yeah. But yeah, even this morning on Sky Sports News, as I told you, they were showing the highlights and it was a... Oh, Pogba was bang at it and it was a shot from nearly the touchline. You know the one from the mad angle that just bounced the front? And then, oh, it was another great pass from Pogba. Literally straight after. I was like, hold on. What boy? Where's this coming from? Like, he... As I said to you going into the shop earlier on, the one player, say there was a conspiracy, it came out that they were trying to throw it. There was only one player in my eyes to Sean last night that looked like he wasn't putting it in. And it was him. Mm. Yet they were... Yeah, him and Tyler were... The crowd were great, more positive. It was very a United positive thing, and and it didn't bother me too much. But there were certain things where it's like it, it's almost communist. Like you're really bigging this up, and it's not quite as it seems. Lads. Did you think that they're looking at them comparing it to the game previous? And hold on, they're not as rubbish as they yeah. were against. Everton. In fairness, Neville did say that upstairs. He, he was com- he got, he got a response. He got a reaction. But maybe, and, and he did say something along the lines of what you were saying. Yeah, we got a response, we got a reaction. But it's obvious we're not as good as them, which I'm not going to, dep- I don't think anyone's yeah. going to argue But I think, yeah, I think the, the point as well as Keane's making really is, and this this would be a point that yeah. I, I would take away from it, is is that Man United had known for their running ability, being able to run. They're known for ev- that plus Everything Soon else, has been saying it's, it not, it's not good enough just to be able to yeah. do the basics of working hard. You have to work hard and to be a top player. Like They're said, thinking a top player is the enough. The statistics since Solskjaer came in were shown United on average, what was it, like nine and a half kilometres a game. And all of a sudden, More. Solskjaer's in and they're up an extra kilometre per person no, per right. game. And I know, look, I mean, anyone can run around like a headless chicken, but it does show that the squad and people are clicking off each other and they're, they're generally working harder on the field. But that's what Sunas has been saying for the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, and he said it last night. He and said one thing again. we were always told by Moran or whoever the background boys was, minimum, you work as hard as them because we're the best team in the league. So if you work as hard as them, we're going to win. It's that simple. Yeah. You can throw You've your tactics up your arse. Work hard on them, and everything else looks after itself. Mm. And you know, you obviously haven't been doing that. And then you look at City; they work hard. Mm. Look, Bernard Silva, I think hits the same like the stats oh, you're talking yeah. about. Apparently, he's hitting 12k almost every game, and he's a clever, classy player. Mm. But he's working just as hard, and that's the proof that's in the pudding. So well, your Pogba is not these guys. That's what you have to get to. Yeah, Pep showed that at Barcelona. Not when you Even feel like the small, you know, a small, physically smaller team mm. than everyone else. They worked the three second ruler, the two. You know, remember they used to yeah. go win the ball back. See, you're exactly the same. David Silva's in it. Bernardo Silva tackles like an animal out there. The problem is, though, if you look at Manchester United's, Liverpool's and Man City's front line, there's just no comparison. That's why there's obviously 25, 6, 7 points in difference. 
Lukaku misfiring. Uh, Rashford hasn't scored for yeah. I think a month and a half, two yeah. months or something like that. Yeah. Lingard hasn't scored since the start they, of February. They looked devoid of confidence as well. They don't. This they, is it. Like, like geez, Lukaku come on last night and his first three touches were horrendous. But like, that's always been the way. He's always been that type of player. Yeah. But yeah, they just don't have Martial. I've said it since he arrived. There's a lot of stories coming out now about he, the attitude with him. Apparently, yeah. it's quite. It stinks yeah. apparently, and that's he's one of that. the he's one of the guys to go. But apparently. he looks. Listen, said it loads of times before. Your personality, you will see the personality that a person is by watching them out in the football yeah. pitch, mm. and that is their personality in life. And he looks well, that like click has to be dismantled. He looks like he's going through the motions and. Feck it if if I if I, I if I get by him I get by him if I don't I don't I'll try again but I'm not too bothered by it and that's the way he comes but across. But the Lingard, that's he plays. Rashford, Martial, Pogba, click that you see on social media quite often like that's half of them have to go Thanos style. Mm. See, I don't I don't care I don't mind about social media no, if you can back it up on the pitch. Pogba's the most yeah, but they're not so. But that click it's not working and it looks worse on the pitch. Pogba's not influencing it the way he should be mm. and Martial obviously is not get rid of them and maybe keep the other two I don't know but he, there has to be because they're a big influence like that's a good decent group there and a good core and that's starting 11 well Solskjaer turned around last week and basically for the first time turned it on the players in some way as if to say look some of these guys aren't showing yeah. the desire etc etc so it'll be interesting in the summer and what Rashford he last does night, with these guys Rashford last night was very interesting in his interview one, it annoyed me because he came on with his D-squared overpriced cap, which is just complete modern football. All the armchair boys were not pot to piss in, sitting there watching him, giving out, trying to be all nicey-nicey. And, and every, oh, I wasn't a great, no, it was rubbish. He literally talked about fans and badge, fans and badge. He said it three or four times, mm. never once mentioned the gaffer, mm. who he's playing for. And, it, and it's like, are you one of the ones who's pissed off? Are you mm. one of the ones who was, is, that, is your click being... Like he seemed like he was angry, but not necessarily quite about what was on the pitch. He seems angry about whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying he is, but, but I, I just found it interesting because he never mentioned his name, never mentioned the manager. It was all about the badge and the the stadium and the. But they're so fans. well media trained. Maybe they're told, "Listen, just talk about the fans, talk about the badge. Yeah. That's what you need to keep people on your yeah. side." So he no, literally no mentioned the staff. He mentioned staff. He mentioned the board. Never mentioned like not staff. Sorry, you mentioned the board. And everything else, and then never mention the governor. I, de- I couldn't see why he oh, no, would. I just thought it was interesting. Mm. I couldn't see why he would. When you were going he's played that. more games than anyone. But when you're a media trained and you're saying that list, you say mm. them off. Yeah, but you say brought, them off in a row. In, you're brought in and prepped. I, I was watching one of the inside Anfield ones. The other way they showed him walking down the tunnel, and then the press officer gave him bullet points. Did he? I literally goes, <laughs> yeah. I say he's going in the background with a big card holding it up, saying, yeah, say X, Y, and Z. But I, I t- they are well trained. They're told mm. what to say because they mm. can't have them going on the camera and be, you know, you only get the odd emotional interview where they get caught out. And uh, what was his bleeding name off? Uh, Southampton this year got caught out on in an interview when he's real emotional. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Austin. Austin. Yeah, so they don't, like, you know it's what I mean? They, they don't life. want that. Well, definitely when you're... Yeah. But another thing that annoys me a little bit, and it's kind of enough's enough now, like, as I said to you, it's like Liverpool in the mid-90s, early, like five or six years after they were at the top, and United are there now where they're still thinking it's potentially going to be their year and they're going to come back. But Solskjaer needs to cop on now and there was rumours of bringing in Viv Anderson and a few many else and harking back before the other and saying like, listen, Liverpool did that in the mid-90s, late-90s with the boot room and they still went down about the boot room until the early day. At that time, been and went and, and until Liverpool copped onto that, that's when they progressed. Fergie's era was Fergie's era. It's in the name. It mm-hmm. was in his time. It's time to move on and pretend it's it's over. It's gone. That attitude just won't, doesn't wash anymore. But he the, wouldn't. The, the Moyes, it was not the whole deal with Moyes, and he he cleaned exactly. out the whole back room. And it's now, a couple of years later, he's after bringing back in. You Mike don't think Ferguson did last these days? 
I don't think so, no. I think Could you imagine him trying to cut down these players? They just uh, go here, done. I don't, I, I think Mourinho I don't think it would be a problem there. Because well, he, he was so... Not in that club. Not with, not with that players there. Not but, no, with yeah, but fresh. Listen, would those players be there if he was there? No. That's the question. Well, one of them was and he left <laughs> because he didn't go. like him. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. He probably would because he wouldn't put up with certain But things. it's done. It's over. And I don't like it. And if he keeps going on saying the nice sound bites about back in the past, that's exactly where it was. You know, it's time to move on and put your stamp on it. Because at the end of the day, his record was, it's not even, it's not even close to David Moyes. And he got nine months and his transfer policy at Cardiff went, went back on it. Because that striker, just what a waste of a wage that Cornelius lad he bought. And it was his player he bought, some Danish Norwegian, right, uh, right. absolute donkey. And it's kind of like, listen, he is, I don't think he's going to see, unfortunately, three or four windows. Oh, and I want, to, I want him to do well, but do I just you think, can't see it. Do you think he'll see it through next year? I, it's, all the, it's the start. It really is the start. I don't think he'll see out the season if, if they're sixth or seventh again. I really don't. Mm, and I that's not fair. I think he has problem. to see it out. They have to give somebody three or four years um, and I, let him have a say. They've, they're after giving a man a, a position in football based on nostalgia and well-being and good mm. feeling. And there's no room whatsoever in football for that I'm just sorry because yeah. if there was well there's also results came into it they, of course oh, but what I'm saying is Stephen Gerrard would be the manager of Liverpool if mm. after Brendan Rodgers yeah. went if we were feeling that same kind of nostalgic you can't make decisions based on that it'd be like O'Gara going in into rugby before he was ready there's a time and there's a place for a manager and it actually turns out if you look at Mourinho being the prime example they have a, a shelf life and you've got to get the right guy in Massive decision to bring Solskjaer in there. Like he's so unproven. I'd say are they going to give him money? Are they going? They're, they're talking about director of football, yeah. which may, which they all do now. Mm. Maybe that might help him, Is but Mike they don't Phelan even have going that role. There's talk about it, but I think the hierarchy are quashing that kind of. Because I thought I seen sentiment. it announced, but it could have been yeah. a fake Twitter feed or something. It was interesting, but look, it's it's. You know, I have no idea. I, I'm fairly certain United you know, have no intention of giving him the gig, and then he went on the perfect run mm. where they'd no option. I do think that they they should have left it till the end of the season. Why not look at him for two more months to get two two more months of information mm. and stats and everything yeah, to see one. how he how yeah. he finished off. I'd like to see him do the job. But I would. I I I don't. I'm not as negative about it because. Yeah. I do think, listen, I'm not saying he's he's a, a Luis Enrique or a, a Pep Guardiola or that, but Barcelona, you've kind of rubbished the people within the club. Barcelona do it all the time. They bring people through. So Who rubbished them within the club? You were rubbishing the, the boot room side of things, like Liverpool. Oh, no, Liverpool's boot room, like harking back to the old days. Yeah, and, then, and United you have to do move the on. same. I don't necessarily believe that. I do think that he has a very good chance of failing but he has just a good chance if he sticks by what he believes in and doesn't try to be friends with people. And that needs to be, he needs mm. to be, he needs to be sharp with but them all. Judging from know? what, if, like, if you were to even half believe what Neville, Gary Neville truly believes, I mean, he thinks that it, it runs so deep into the club. He's talking about <coughs> roots and all his little, you know, adjectives for what the state of the club. He seems to think it runs very, very deep. It's not the even problems Solskjaer. in the club, Solskjaer and that's exactly how much can he? Mourinho. The club is just run like a farce. Yeah, yeah. it's not run the way it should be run. Well, let's put it this way. And that's most brass. of the players who are, have been brought in has been because of Ed Woodward, who mm. was brought. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and, and he funny enough, big ones. No, I don't think anyone has mentioned 
the owners in any of this. They, they're not getting any slack at all whatsoever. Yeah, they don't go to the games, they just sit right back. Yeah, but they've the got people. people there's a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of questioning that we should just, be yeah. asked. Just there. The money. But they never, but they we never question the money. They never question the money. Yeah. Anyhow, we're going to leave it there because we're going to go to a break and we'll be yeah. back in a few minutes. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. It's 0870627138 if you want to text us. Just to keep on the Premier League side of things, the, the, the team of the year, the PFA ah, yeah. team of the year came out. Um, Sorry, did you have yes. the, the awards are Sunday. The, o- the actual individual award. Yes. Because yeah. apparently since Monday, it's quite obvious apparently that Van Dijk has got it well that's the talk yeah that but is like the loads talk. of were saying it. I was like Jesus what's the point yeah I, I know I'm not going to be watching it live excited I couldn't care, care less but yeah no. it's weird but they would know because it's a vote yeah. so the Worse. votes are in since anyway, March anyway. this mm. is one of the things by the way that this vote for team of the year it's done around January time March 31st is the uh, or sometime in March it's, it's yeah but a lot of players are saying the, the ballots come in I think around January time and a lot of them just do it and go hence why somebody's in the team uh, I think. so I mean in the days of WhatsApp and instant messaging <laughs> and surely they can all just turn around and send something on yeah, at, yeah. in the middle of May you know it's not it's, it's not that big a deal is it anyhow it's an individual that's a lot of rubbish yeah he hates it uh, okay so go on anyway PFA oh I'll talk, oh yeah player of the year now Neil just this is to go on to into schoolboy football yeah uh, player of the years I personally think that player of the years or top goal scorers or anything like that should be abolished from right. schoolboy football. What's your thoughts? Oh, do you know what? I used to love player of the year. I loved to love player of the year most improved. That's because your right. time was shit. No, no, because I was shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I used to love player of the year and do you know what it is? I have to say personally, it did, especially in the underage, it made me kind of think about it a bit more. I don't know, maybe, look, it might not have got any extra percentages out of me or that, but I used to think about it a bit and I used to always aspire to be the guy, especially the players' player of the year, there was always something about it that you wanted to be the guy that everyone went, that's the guy. Unfortunately, after a few years, and I remember an air team, we had the same top goal scored, I think the player of the year <laughs> won it five years in a row, you know, yeah. that type of thing, and it comes a little bit nonsensical, but uh, I, w- I would, like we give out medals now for participation medals, should you recognise <laughs> the player? Well, I, I would should you recognise the player of the year? And the most, impro- the most improved, my favourite the last two years, because it does kind of, you know, recognise someone that has gone from there to there and, you know, yeah. I, I do like that one. Or you could pat them on the back. Uh, medals for everyone, I think medals for sevens, eights, nines, all in around that age. Yeah, Once you go to under tens, maybe to under elevens, definitely forget about it, you know. Yeah. It's a war zone then. It's a war zone, yeah. yeah it's, 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 yeah. Enjoy your football, but, you know, mm. you have to get competitive. Find your level and get over it, mum and dad. Before we get back to the to player of the year thing, competitive football though, like, this is something that I found very interesting. Uh, I'm coaching under 11 side. Mm-hmm. Um, we went there. Are you in competitive now? Non-competitive football, but they had a cup competition. Uh, Ooh. So that's not. You're always just little. This that's is just this competition. team organising this now. This isn't dancing kind of. Le- is that league? No, official? this is the league. Oh really? The league organised the DSL organised cup competitions for under 11s, wow. who they have put into a non-competitive. League. Environment. So right. 11's football is league football is still non-competitive. non-competitive, but they have a cup competition which is competitive. So the minute the, 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 the lads found out that they were playing in a cup competition, click. 
right. all of a sudden, play better as well. All of a sudden, it was like their life depended on it. Right. So, your thoughts, you know my thoughts from that, your thoughts on non-competitive football. Uh, non-competitive football, I would say up to seven aside, which is what now, tens, is it? Tens. Yeah. Uh, non-competitive off till then, no league tables, you shouldn't even look at them, you shouldn't even talk about results. Um, I'm doing under nines at the moment and like that we do our four by 15 minutes and so on and so forth to come off don't mm. care who scored you know you try to promote so for the that. five aside for the five aside absolutely no problem with it when you start getting into the seven aside and I'm only doing by eight so tens elevens um, I don't see the harm in it as in it, theoretically it should be smooth sailing mm. I guess the problem is and you've seen it on the sidelines the parents and the managers and the people running the team seem to take it more seriously than the people yeah. on the field. And it, it is a huge, huge problem. I thought it would take away from people putting bangers in. So players who are too old or mm. players who are at a higher level. But non-competitive football is still the exact same. They still want to go out. Certain managers want to go out and, and have win. their team <clears throat> win. And all yeah. Well, I get that with the nines, which is like a five-a-side game of four matches of 15 minutes to kids love it enjoy it and yet you still managers at the end of a match turn around and you go hey how are you getting on and, yeah. and they're bragging that they've won the last six and then you say yeah, I might suggest maybe you should go up a league and he goes oh no we, we like winning or we like staying you know tossers toss, yeah nonsense okay Premier. I just wanted to get that I, no. see what someone else thought um, the PFA Premier uh, team of the year Ederson and Goal what do we make of that between Allison and Ederson I think there's the not last, much between them. Do you know what? There? In the last few games against Sport, although he made one bit of an error against Spurs, uh, he was phenomenal in the second leg against Spurs at home there. Even just sticking into your mind that yeah, he's a class act. Yep. In the back Very line, good. they have Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Van Dijk, Laporte, and Robertson. So three Liverpool defenders in a in a position that Liverpool used to be weak. See what you have to remember is with these awards, and it's like the FIFA ones. Every year you could at least nail seven or eight of the players in the top, mm. in the 11. And it's trends. It's not necessarily always the best player, but everyone's banging on about Liverpool's two fullbacks all season. Assists. So it's no shock mm. they're in. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go against it, but it's no shock. I remember not so long ago, which was before Christmas, that Alexander-Arnold was getting slated for the ball getting in behind him mm. far too often on multiple occasions. So I cannot figure out how he got into that at all. Van Dijk, yes, and Robertson, yes, they're the best. Does it not positions. just say there's not a hell of a lot of fullbacks at the moment pulling up trees and in the Premier League? Well. And I think that's kind of it as well. I know, Kyle well. Walker's a good player. I like Kyle Walker. I know, but, I know, but he's never... Sta- I think he actually finds it hard to stand solid. out in that team, doesn't he? Huh? Kyle Walker, he finds it almost hard to stand out in that team maybe at times, whereas Liverpool are very reliant on, that's the, what I'm on the fullbacks as attackers. Not necessarily agreeable, but that's the way it is. If you watch... If there is such a table of a trend table, they're constantly being mentioned in papers and social media. It's I'm not surprised. That's yeah. why some players are in, and obviously one of them in midfield is definitely in for that reason. But yeah. give it the right time. Uh, yeah. So midfield: Paul Pogba, Bernardo Silva, Fernandinho. Um, Bernardo Silva. It's been excellent. Yeah. Right. Now, in fairness, he's been excellent in the sort of mid. Part of the season, the I don't think he started well. I, I, I think, think he, he came into his own when they started getting a couple of injuries, didn't yeah, he? And he said, yeah. "Remember, he used to play Sane and Sterling or Mares. Mares used to Mares, play in that yeah. position for quite a Who few games. Now, allegedly, is leaving. Yeah, well, happy. yeah. You know, so, but thrown us, yeah. it must be terrible to go. He's there another one who I wouldn't think is ideal for a team because he mm-hmm. showed at Leicester that he's a bit. 
down the tools. Argumentative, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Silva, uh, Fernandinho does a good job in midfield. You could have a... Something. He's one of them historical ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always going to be in it. This yeah, year he's yeah. been in and out with injuries, but... He's like Xavi and Iniesta. They always go in every year in that world team. Fernandinho and the sure, what did he say last night? He started two games in the last 15 or yeah. something like that. So, it's, but he's it always odd, yeah. But he's there. I mean, look, on I think merit, he, yeah, he was out injured though. Yes, yeah, on, on merit, I mean, he's you'd have course, a the team. Of course, the votes are in by that stage. And the votes yeah. are in, which explains why Pogba, Pogba, made it Pogba peaked at the right time. Peaked at the right time. That's yeah. what it looks like, 100%. doesn't it? Yeah, he, when they were getting their votes, he was in the middle yeah. of a, 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 a rich vein of farm. So, but realistically, the start of the season and the end of the season, he's been a <laughs> uh, Sergio Aguero, Sterling, and Mane. Now, there's a few here that you could throw into the mix and say, uh, Salah, what's. Salah probably is a victim of his success from last year. Yeah. Probably. Is it the same thing? Was it in around that period now, where Mane's he was going peaked. through his dry spell? Yeah, yeah, Mane's Mane peaked. peaked. Mane has been Sterling absolutely as that. Aguero. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put Mane and uh, Sterling as far as the most consistent over the whole course of the year. Don't mind even mm. that kind of period up to March. I mm. think Sa- um, Mane's been fantastic. Absolutely mm. fantastic. Whereas Salah has had uh, the ups and downs this year that he didn't have. And but there was a period at one stage where Mane or Salah went scoring goals. Mm. No, and uh, and Firmino actually yeah, they were struggling yeah. at one stage. Yeah. So I think very much so that when you look at these, because Aguero and Sterling, uh, very good season. But if you're at the right time, it looks like you get into the into the this. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to have a good season. Yes. Oh, right. okay. But it's been proven before over the years, hasn't it? Like Giggs picked up an award, Zola I think picked up but an I think award. Remember, well, you know, it's just the right time, the right place, and the right. The Chelsea and United boys of the when they were bang at it, like I don't know who said it, whether it was a United player, Lampard, Terry, one of them. They kind of we didn't vote for them, and they didn't vote for us. Like yeah. that goes on as well. Yeah. So Liverpool and City are kind of neutrally type teams, so yeah. most teams are going to vote for them because. Let's face it, it's always whoever wins tends to get all the awards. I'm not yeah. necessarily saying it's yeah, always like it's in any competition. Not the surprising team, but Pogba, I'm not surprised either. It was, he peaked at the right time. Yeah. Okay. So it's a first. <laughs> See you after the break. Tune to Liffy Sound 96.4 FM. Yes, welcome back here to the Liffey Sound 96.4. This is the big kickoff with myself, Roy, and Neil here. Listen, I just had to get this in in case, so I didn't want to miss it. It's a watch this space. This, it's all kicking off in Addis Ababa. Tell me you've heard anything about it, have you? Don't think so. Mo Farah and Heidi Gabber Selassie, two, two of the greatest middle to long distance runners of all time, are proper going at it. He, I don't know exactly why he was there. I presume it was training camp, Mo Farah, but he was staying in Heidi Gabber Selassie's, one of his hotels in Addis Ababa. And t- t- now, this is spy stuff $2,600 worth from four different cu- cu- currencies were robbed a tag watch, two mobile phones. Like, if he's not doing something dodgy, I don't know what's happening. But anyway, it was in Haile Gabriel Selassie's uh, hotel. He brought it, he put it out there, and he's hoping that they help him out and look after him. Haile Gabriel Selassie is firing back on. No, not. What it, what you got up to in the hotel was shocking. Uh, he punched and kicked at a couple in the gym oh, and all this kind of stuff. And Mo Farah's like, never happened. Not once. You're deflecting it away from the fact that people are robbing out your hotel. And the two of them are going at it since in the last day or two. Two of the most softly spoken men in, God, in sport. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going bang at it. So Google or YouTube, whatever you want over the next uh, few hours. Because, uh, yeah, it's 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 funny. Because Mo it's just... Uh, and so what way does it look like it's leaning to? Who's telling the truth? Well, apparently, yeah, there's loads of witnesses, according to Heidi, but no videos or no nothing. But allegedly, some couple were asking for a bit of, and Mo turned on them straight away and apparently punched and kicked that predominantly the male 
of the couple, but he alluded that he was at both of them. This is according to Gabriel Selassie. And Mo was saying, no, never happened. He's just deflecting from the fact that I got robbed from the hotel and I'm hoping somebody looks after me here. That's mad. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I was reading it going, is this for real? If it was April 1st now, I'd probably... I would have been, yeah, right, whatever. But yeah, no. The two of them are going at it, so have a, have, keep an eye on it. Have a listen to this. 42. Inch perfect on the blue. Ronnie's race surely is run. People will criticise Ronnie O'Sullivan for his performance in the first session and shot selection, but every credit to this young man, this pink, for an unbelievable victory. In it goes, in it goes, and Ronnie O'Sullivan, the number one player in the world, the greatest of all time, is out, and James Cahill has proved one of the biggest shots ever here at the Crucible Theatre. Yes, James Cahill knocked Ronnie O'Sullivan out. Amateur. An amateur for, yeah. the f- for the first time uh, ever, I think, an amateur has, has won through, uh, gone through the qualifiers. Mm. And I've never actually heard of an amateur, time. which I presume there has been qualifiers yeah. before. But, uh, yeah, we all know this guy. So, Ronnie uh, didn't try to make any excuses. He yeah, do you know why all he's at the wheel? Apparently, he wasn't at his wheel. Yeah, he said he had a head cold and he wasn't feeling great. Yeah. And oh. I'm not making excuses here, but, but. you know, <laughs> I, I've had this for the last two weeks. This is the longest cold ever. And I was hoping it was going to go away in oh, two days. Around, you know? Goldfish died. Yeah, yes. so. Uh, but he hasn't won it for five or six years, I, I don't think. Who, O'Sullivan? Because he was being interviewed, or he, the other fellow was being interviewed and I had the role of honour. Selby has won it three years in a yeah. row. But this year he was in a rich vein of form. He yeah. won three or four tournaments yeah. and, he, and he was the hot favourite to win it. And it shows you, you can just, bit of lack of concentration. Sure, there was, playing they were claiming he was falling asleep and they were thinking, like there was times where you can see his head almost dropping a few times when they, when, was it James? Yeah, James. Um, in the background you could see it and I don't think Doherty, Doherty had a right good go apparently afterwards like saying what's going on and almost disrespectful. He wasn't too happy like, yeah, because they were saying like so. he, he was kind of literally falling asleep in the corner. I was like, you're about to go here against an amateur. What's going on? Like, oh, yeah, look, it's great so, for the game. Yeah, and so he's gone. So uh, world championships on at the moment, uh, and we'll have a little update on that a little later on <laughs> when we get the page up. Uh, Shamrock Rovers, Dave, you were at the Shamrock Rovers Super. and Bohemians game on Tuesday night. Yeah. night. Just give, us a, give, us a, give us a little insight into what way the build-up was for the game in right, around so the stadium. So, Bowls have had the hoodoo over our Rovers for the last seven or eight games. I think they're unbeaten in seven slash eight, or maybe it was seven now into eight. Um, obviously, Bowls have been struggling, playing a lot of youth over the last couple of years, but they've kind of went on a rich vein of form at the end of last season and have continued into this season, which was kind of a bit of a surprise. But they're in great form, eight points behind Rovers with two games in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, won their game in hand la- last Friday and then got a 1-0 win now uh, before I get into the game uh, the detail it was actually disappointing by both because like Rovers got down to 9 men and really should have put it to bed and really didn't offer a lot when it happened I think they were quite happy to let it ride out and then Rovers were literally hanging on to wait for that one chance in the last dying minutes which they nearly got but uh, before the game got there about 20 minutes early because we, we knew it would be a fairly decent crowd um, main stand was jammered. How much is your ticket? They're 20 quid, 50 million for nothing. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I robbed the season ticket. Don't ask, but it was beautiful. Even the hairy biker, well, a lookalike was in front of me, so I was telling him I was in the VIP section with the hairy biker. 
who was a twat, by the way. Okay. And he had a five-year-old son beside him. And you want to hear the tripe coming out and roaring at the lino. And it was just, it was muck. The stereotypical idiot fan who wasn't even shouting in the right way, but trying to sound cool. And anyone that does that at ground, they always seem to have a poor young fella beside them. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. And then there was a fella a couple of year, uh, rows down, got up, lino this, lino that. Same thing, a five or six-year-old son beside me. Like, Jesus. <laughs> a group of lads wouldn't even get no. up and give it the abuse. But anyway, the Rovers Ultras are behind the, the new stand behind the ground, and it was hopping. It was brilliant. Banners galore. This, and they have... Plenty of new songs. They have a great song to the tune of Anola Gay for Aaron McIniff. It was brilliant. And Bose had half of the opposite stand. And they were in fine form as well. And they were to and fro the usual crack. And then the other half was empty, but it was to be an overflow, which was obvious it was going to happen. Mm. And basically three quarters of ground probably were full. It was yeah. great. There was that little two blocks in between to keep it kind of six and a half. half. Was, yeah, just show you six and a half. But uh, Jesus, about five minutes beforehand. The noise, it was brilliant. It was brilliant being there. And the noise when they really got going and they both had their special banners that came up just before the game and it was buzzing and then, yeah, all hell broke loose in about five minutes, about half an hour into the first yeah. half. So what, what did you what did you make of the first sending off? First sending off was, from what it looked like, because we only got to see it once and in real time, it was inside the box. That's what it looked like to us. So the fact that he blew up, he should have given a penalty. He gave it on the edge of the box. And it actually looked soft. It looked like a bit of a dive. He made a meal of it from where we were. We were only we were literally right in line with the 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 eighteen yard box. So that's what it looked like. Okay. What did you, did you see the game there? No. Okay. So they showed the replays. Yeah. It was outside the box. Yeah. And it was a definite pullback. Perfect. Definite. So they, now I'm surrounded by Rovers. So I, probably, I was probably uh, <laughs> I was probably groomed by them. Yeah. But they did. They did. They were saying there's a defender coming across maybe he should have got away with it but yeah. if the defender was coming across he would have oh, never we weren't got, expecting to send an off that was for he sure. would never have got near the ball yeah. while he had a shot off so the first one. it was the right result our right uh, uh, verdict there uh, decision from the referee the second one it was so fast and there's players around it just looked like a block I've no idea Yeah. but when he got sent off we presumed he must have handled it Yeah. so that's exactly what it looked like in the telly so when you watched that obviously it was on Air Sport we watched it when he hit it his hands went up in the air above his head and the ball went through his arms and hit him smack in the face and went out and it looked like it hit him in, in the hands oh, okay. but it went so quick that it went by his hand, kind of, but his hand might have been at a position at the top of his head where it looked like it hit his hand, but it hit the, he the head mm. and, and went out for the referee. Now, there was people saying that the, re the Lions were giving it, and, and I'm not totally sure on that, but it, it looked like it was going to go for a corner. There was a bit of a pause, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Penno, and then all of a sudden, red card. And you're like, Jesus, what's yeah. going on? So, he they got that wrong, but mm. even even on the commentary, they were saying, Listen, they can see how why he gave it because it looked yeah. like it, but. Yeah, and that was it. It, it was game over then. They killed um, that killed the game. It should have killed, as you said. But it, it, it the balls are very poor in the, in the second half. I think they they literally, yeah. Danny Mandrio, I think is his name, looked really silky. They should have just kept giving him the ball because any time he was on it, they were really trying to get at him. Yeah. Um, and he looked like he he was almost he wasn't he he's not as good as him, but he was almost like their Jack Bourne who could see that little clever pass. There was one or two Jack Bourne moments in the first half where. He was trying to slide in balls where no one else would have seen it. And it was very clever to watch. But Mandrew looked dangerous. And the other guy on the right wing who got Jermaine sent off, he was fierce quick. Yeah. They should have been peppering him, holding onto the ball a little bit and then just just basically turned him out and the goal. Yeah, stretched him. But it was, it, they, were, they were disappointing. And then they kind of seemed to, right, we'll shut up shop now. 
and then Rovers just threw, threw everything at it they went for it they kind of went three at the back and nearly got their chance uh, the centre half Lopez little flick just it looked like it just grazed the post almost but looked close and that would have been it they would have robbed it but it was awesome atmosphere and we were kind of waiting for everyone to go because we were parked in the main car park and the Bose fans were told to stay and they were on their own and but the ultras stayed with them because they were like we're not letting them sing yeah. for 20 minutes on their own so it was a tip for that but Bose eventually were on their own you could hear them singing uh, the old triangle and you see it on YouTube and stuff and you see it on Twitter it's brilliant because you could hear them we were in the car park at this stage it's a brilliant rivalry though isn't it like mm. you, you've seen obviously, obviously well. Bose have the, the edge now mm. it's uh, last six games five wins and one draw so they've got the upper hand there Rovers have done dark now tomorrow night. Rovers have done dark, yeah. yeah. So it's Massive a, game. a tricky little Another game. Another defeat and all of a sudden it's two points. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of neutrals there. There was a lot of people who were there for a top of the table clash in a decent ground. And well, there must be. There's six and a half thousand there. Yeah. There must be. It was a record crowd actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's it's the league's said, yeah. record. It, yeah, for mm. God knows how long. But mm. yeah, it was, it, was, it was cracking. But it was a proper proper atmosphere that you expect to see anywhere and it was it was it was brilliant I, I totally enjoyed it as much as the game kind of was dead once the, the second lad went off you knew it was over yeah. um, it was still great there was that tension and it was great just watching Rovers like the Rovers fans around me just going absolutely bonkers now Amir Khan last <laughs> week fought Terence Crawford isn't that right yeah, Terence Crawford, Crawford. And Roy Jones Jr. slams Amir Khan and orders the Brit to apologise for quitting I watched the fight I didn't stay up to watch it. I was never no, going to stay no, up at no. four o'clock to watch Amir Khan. But I watched it the next morning on YouTube, I think it was. You must have the biggest set of... Ever. Yes. <laughs> Battered and bruised. <laughs> because he got hit around. He, I'm pointing to the middle yeah. of my time. Do you think... I think he got him. Well, maybe with, after accusing the wife of having the affair with Anthony Joshua, you must have an awful case yeah. of blue balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, you get a little Carrying older. You, know, you get a little pendular. But in his interview after the game, <laughs> or in his interview after the fight... Um, Ref came over to me and told me, do you want five minutes and blah, blah, blah. Why didn't you take the five minutes? Oh, I didn't know. So was he a bit punch drunk or did he forget his lies? I don't know. Did you see the fight? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you... Did you see his face after four rounds? He was battered. God he love was, him. yeah. Um, he was just picking him off, wasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, there was a complete... Listen, I'll never give out about him in the fact that he'll always take on the big boys. He's always fought them all. Having a zero is not that important to him. It's all about trying to take on the best and beat the best his best days are gone Yeah, these are probably paydays let's face it, that's it. Um, and that's all he is now he's still got a decent name that a few of them will still give him a go but it'll be more for their benefit just to punch somebody around one good fight left in him I reckon that's about it Kell Brook has been and gone now unfortunately potentially because yeah. yeah. Kell Brook will probably go I'm not fighting him no that's a waste of time for it me it is a waste of time he's uh, a better this corner is, man as well. this is yeah. the uh, the interview afterwards yeah I, I would never quit I'd rather get knocked out you know, I, I'm one of the fighters. I'd rather get knocked out. I'm in fights, um, I have um, I have been knocked out because I've tried to win fights. You didn't quit. Yeah, you quit. Tell the truth. No, I quit. So I what happened? Quit. I'm telling you, I never. Quit. What happened? I mean, I think I was hit I'm with a low shot. I'm asking you what happened. I was hit with a low shot. I was hit with a low shot. In your leg, you quit with a shot in your leg. In the leg, it's in the balls. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing the. I'm not seeing the. Video or the, the clip of it, but it was a logo. I mean, it was low, it was low, you know. What I mean, it probably was low, you know. Uh, I mean, look, okay, all right, but calm down, calm down. But you know, what, you didn't feel the punch, y'all didn't feel the punch. If you guys, if you guys, if you guys think I quit, no problem. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm never quit from a fight, but no, 100%. Um, 
He's a great fighter. He beat me tonight. Um, we jumped out of from here. So he, he wasn't sure. He needs to see video footage if he got hit in the balls <laughs> or not. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been hit there before. I never needed video footage. You know, it's a sickening feeling. Here. We know when we get hit. Yeah. It's as simple so, as that. It's uh, not, oh, I'll have to look back and see whether I got hit in the I balls. I think he did. Oh, Bear well, because you, you do. You take your five minutes if you can take your five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you really want to go for it. Uh, I did think, uh, again, it's, it's I suppose different in opinion, but I did think he hit him quite low but it was an upward tra- trajectory. Mm. So maybe, but I do think you quit though. Too. Freddie Roach made a couple of inter- interesting comments just related yeah. to the corner man, saying that A, he should have been given the five minutes. They know the rules. They know mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. But he did actually say a couple of interesting, he said the corner man should be able to direct him at that point. But the question seemed to be of Can going to the corner man going, should I continue? Rather yeah. than, and I was like, well, you're the one that got hit. You know whether you should be able to continue or not. Then there was a moment he put in the gum shield and went, yeah, I'm good to go. And then they were like, well, is he good to go? And then I was like, no, he's not good to go. So they were, he, he was very critical of what was going on in his corner and the information that he was getting. Yeah. Mm. It's a funny um, one. And it's official. Just quickly, staying up boxing? Just quickly. No, go on, go ahead. Your man Miller, obviously, the second and third tests proved fairly conclusive with, um, was it PEDs, but the, whatever it is? Mm. Like, so... Whether he knew it or not, who cares? Well, it's bad. Eddie Hearn said he was disgusted with him for Terry. trying to gain advantage in a power uh, power battle, and um, what he was using obviously is to gain an advantage. Yeah. So he he reckons he should never get a chance again. Yeah. So God knows who's fighting him in five or six weeks now, and it's big American debut. It's going to be unfortunately a bull move. Yeah, he look after quite easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a know, bit, well, they did say Ortiz might come. He's in. ruled himself out, oh, but then again, an extra million or two yeah, might well, go up and not. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll wait and see a Donegal GAA club are appealing against an 8 week ban from all yeah. from all adult competitions imposed after they are ho- hosted a charity soccer match on their grounds uh, I can't yeah. I'm very poor at Irish so Neve Column Kill Club I don't know if that's right slate me uh, were hit with a two month suspension now they say it's adult only but the fact that the junior game is run by adults means the junior games are going to get affected as well because yeah. you can't have adults yeah. adults manage the teams and coach the teams etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's ah, a bit gosh. ridiculous isn't it? considering all the kind of bad publicity they got with the whole Liam Miller thing you know you think they learned their lesson I am, I'm sure there's rules and regulations now in place these all have boards they all have committees you know for them to actually dish something out like this and make it stick uh, would be horrendous for the GAA in you know, which following in line what it was a Liam Miller scenario, and that was disgraceful. Shouldn't be let. What do you think, Dad? hundred percent. Yeah, it's. I know they have to wait till they're set in Congress before they make rules and this that, and the other. But I think after all this, now they'll make it solid that listen. Throughout the year, you can put in your. They have to be seen to follow the rules. They didn't. I get it, but it's incredibly harsh, and especially for the reasons that it's for. Well, just there today, the Northwest News Pick which is basically one of your Facebook pages for the Northwest. Mm. Uh, it says it just gets more and more absurd. Apparently, the men in black refused the club permission to host a charity event for this man. Uh, Paul Diddler is his name, who was part, an integral part of the GAA for many years. That despite his serious illness and situation. So basically, they knew all about it yeah. and they refused them. So it wasn't, yeah. on the, they didn't do it off the back. And, and so again, yeah, it's, 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 they're a bit in the dark ages still yeah, but yeah. it's almost a discrimination when you think of everything else that goes on in the world at the moment and this kind of comes up it's 
just ridiculous. Ah, foreign sports. They still, they still, they still hold on. Here's the opposite side of them now. Inter-county games could be played indoors as early as December as Connacht GAA gets set to build the world's largest sports air dome. Oh, nice. exactly. The, Con- uh, the Connacht Council will have the three million funding in place required to build the Air Dome, which will be located at the Centre of Excellence in Beckham County, Mayo. Uh, such domes are non-permanent structures that are kept inflated by having air pumped into them. And uh, <laughs> we're building a dome here, and we're using all the hot air that comes out of our county council meetings. Joke, Provincial Secretary John <laughs> Prenti. <laughs> but by all accounts, I think it costs something like only four hundred quid a month to keep it inflated. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, out the west, any of these storms that are coming in, apparently Hannah's out tomorrow, Storm Hannah. That's right. They always get battered. So, listen, there you this go. This is still on grass, is it? This is still grass. That's the, I just took Jeez, a snapshot of that because yeah, I, I like the whole hot air thing. That, but, yeah, it just goes to show you the other side of them. They have serious pockets where the council can come up and, yeah, there you go, there's three million. Yeah, yeah. and it's the... And apparently there's going to be, like, a couple of hundred seats. Like, like as you said, you can get in there and it'll be a proper a little temporary stand. I'm not sure permanent, I don't know, but you can get in and... Mm. Go in and watch whatever. As the FAI said, must be going to bring one out soon. They must have a few kids. That looks like now. one of them domes. <laughs> I was out at the Aquazone today and uh, it looks like one of them, like it looks more permanent, but it does look like one of them. So, and just to finish up, remember the child prodigy Karamoko Dembele for Celtic? Yes. He's now 16 now and it looks like he's going to plump for England. Is he? Yeah. He could have played for Ivy Coast, Scotland and England. Now, it's not 100% final, but for next season, he's going in with them. And apparently he's doing it rice. <laughs> he's going to wait and see how his senior things look and then jump ship back to Scotland, I'd say. That's apparently the rumour. <coughs> right. He's sticking with England now, going all through the ranks, and if it doesn't look like he's going to go all the way, he'll jump across at the right time. Yeah. Back to Scotland. See, that's this has to be nullified, doesn't it? has yeah. to be zapped out of it. You're, I think wherever you're born, you should play for it. That's it. Because you've seen some of the clips, they were ridiculous. Now, he could be a Freddie Adu all over. Like, Freddie Adu, was, I think, is only 30, would you believe? Is he? Yeah. yeah. Remember him? That's still right. going strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, apparently, I think he's 30 or 31. I don't. I think he's back in America, but he's played everywhere. I mean, there's never been a Declan, has there, playing for England before? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's gone mad. He, it was blatant, uh, they were Irish, but yeah, so there you go. It's English. Okay, or something. listen, that's us wrapped up. We'll talk to you next week. Dave, you're, are you not here next week, or yeah. when is it? When is the oh. Heineken Cup? Oh, another couple of weeks. A couple which, of weeks. Thankfully, I, I'm gone. Leinster now, the only thing is. Show. Now the fear is if Liverpool keep doing what they're doing, I might, I'll be in Manchester ironically the day they may. Oh, that's may right, it's win. the last game of the season. So the fight's at half five and the game finished about quarter to five, five oh, o'clock. Yeah. So I might miss the very end. Oh, no. But it could be a good thing if we don't win. It could be. I don't want to see them. Ah, a bit luck. Let's be. hope it goes down <laughs> for you. Okay, talk to you next week. Oh, he's out the way.